You're listening to audio from St. Luke Church in Lexington, Kentucky. If you'd like to learn more or donate to this ministry, please check out our website at stlukelex.com. to be here with you today. It's good to be in worship together. And we're in this sermon series on wonder. And I have a question for you. When did you last experience wonder at its most magnificent, at its most surprising, real, true wonder? Was it as a child? For most of us, that was a while ago. Perhaps on a Christmas morning when you saw the tree lit up with presents under it and the mystery that Santa had made another visit. Perhaps it was as an adult, maybe at the birth of a child, maybe at the intimacy of a close relationship where you thought, how is it possible for me to have such a faithful friend? How is it possible for me to love and trust someone this much? Thank you, God. Or perhaps it was something like seeing the night sky or the spring flowers or the autumn colors where you just stopped in your tracks and you thought, oh my goodness, God, you are so amazing. Real, true wonder. Not wondering, wonder. Marveling at the miracle, amazement and awe at something that nearly defies words. Wonder. Now today we're going to be talking about Mary. Yes, that Mary, the one that Pastor Susan spoke about a few minutes ago. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary certainly experienced wonder, didn't she? Wonder at being engaged to a righteous man. As Brian said last week, the Bible only calls a few people righteous And for women in those times, things could go sideways pretty easily. The Bible doesn't just say also that Joseph was kind or good. It says that and more. He was righteous. And Mary experienced wonder. And she experienced wonder at the message from the angel. The angel Gabriel who came to her and told her that she would be the mother of the Messiah. Wonder at Elizabeth and John's response because right after the angel left her, Scripture tells us that Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands to see Elizabeth. You see, the angel has told her that her cousin Elizabeth is in her sixth month of pregnancy and Mary has traveled a long way to see her. Even in her old age, Elizabeth is pregnant. Scripture goes on to say, Mary entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And with a loud voice, she exclaimed, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. 
And in our passage today, Mary responds with wonder. Now, I know that we often read the scripture together, but today, I want you to just listen to the scripture this time. If you would like, you can shut your eyes even. Just let the scripture and these beautiful words wash over you as Pat O'Neill shares them with us. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who has mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his posterity forever. Can you picture it? Can you feel the wonder and amazement that Mary is expressing? Her wonder at her own experience, her wonder at God's promise, her wonder at what it means for the world and for all humankind. You see, Mary has traveled a long way, probably around 80 miles, and I know you may not be able to see this map super well, but you might see the red lines on there. There's a solid red line and a dotted red line, and where they join at the top, that's Nazareth. That's where Mary was when she heard the message from the angel. And then where they join at the bottom is in Jerusalem, or near Jerusalem in the Judean highlands, where she goes to see Elizabeth. And many places in the scripture, it talks about going up to Jerusalem. They mean that literally because there are mountains all the way from Nazareth to Jerusalem. And so Mary travels about 80 miles up mountains, through mountains, to see her cousin Elizabeth. And as far as we know, Elizabeth is the first person besides Mary to understand what's going on. And it's because of the Holy Spirit who has told her so. She surely knew that Mary wasn't married yet, but we don't have any reason to think that before then Elizabeth knew that Mary was pregnant or even that she was coming for a visit. But even so, as soon as Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's baby John leaps in Elizabeth's womb. And then Mary responds, My soul magnifies the Lord. Mary's entire being proclaims the greatness of God. She gives glory to the Lord. She praises God. This is Mary's reply to Elizabeth's blessing, which is actually a prophecy. And Mary responds with her own prophecy. It's a song. It's a hymn of praise that begins with her own circumstance and then moves on to what God has done and is doing for the whole world and for all of humanity. You can hear Mary's heart rise and our hearts rise with hers as we listen. 
Didn't your heart just fill to overflowing as you heard this passage read earlier? Hear this again. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he noticed me. Who am I that people will call me blessed? This same God who has done great things for me is mighty. He's holy, he's merciful, and he's strong. He reminds the proud and mighty of who they really are, and he lifts up the lowly. He fills the hungry with good things, but to the rich he says, you already have more than enough. And he fulfills his promises. Oh my goodness, the wonder of what God has done, and done through just about the least expected person. Mary, this young, unwed peasant girl from a poor backwater town, And she's absolutely bursting with good news, too. She's telling us that God has turned the world's expectations on its head. She's blessed, and we're all blessed, because what looks like the world turned upside down is actually God turning the world right side up. Just before this section, Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, has been visited by an angel, as we heard last week, and Mary has been visited by the angel Gabriel, and then she sets out to visit Elizabeth. As Mary expresses her wonder, she glorifies God. She rejoices. She acknowledges God as her Savior. She acknowledges what it means that it's happened to someone like her, and she proclaims what God has done and is doing for all of humanity. She's humbled. She's absolutely overflowing with joy and wonder. And she's not holding back. Mary describes a God who is turning the world's priorities upside down. She's describing God's plan and God's faithfulness, that he's leading everyone to the fulfillment of his plan and to a time when everyone is truly seen as God's children. Notice, too, that those who are on the upside of things aren't crushed God just gives them a little perspective. He scatters the arrogant and proud so there's no one around for them to look down on. He sends the rich away empty-handed. They already have enough. They don't need more. And he shows mercy to everyone, turning worldly thinking completely around. Because, you see, Israel was expecting a Messiah. They'd been expecting a Messiah for centuries. They were hoping and praying for the Messiah to come because they were really oppressed. And of course, they were expecting their Messiah to be a conquering king. And who can blame them, right? They were in a really tough spot. But of course, that's not the kind of king that Jesus is. God does redeem Israel and the whole world, but it's through the baby Jesus. God come to earth as a fragile baby, born to the lowliest people in the most humble setting, announced first to mere shepherds. God is acting mercifully as promised, but he's acting mercifully through the baby that Mary is carrying. God doesn't need or desire a warrior Messiah, and Mary isn't carrying one. God has overthrown the wicked in the past, and God will do it again, but not in the way that most people expect. Mary declares, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She's declaring her wonder, and she's inviting us to do the same. 
Mary's story is a story of how God works through ordinary people and our ordinary experiences to do amazing and wonderful things. And it's about the wonder of how God turns the world's expectations upside down. And really, Mary's whole story is one of wonder. Wonder that's both personal and beyond herself. Wonder at the angel angel Gabriel's words to her. Wonder at the changes in her body as any lingering doubt about whether or not she's actually pregnant are removed. Wonder at Elizabeth and John's response when she arrives for her visit. Wonder at her own experience and the unlikeliness of being chosen. Wonder at how God is working beyond the world's expectations. She sees what's going on beyond her own experience and time. Wonder at how God is fulfilling the promises he's made to Israel and to the world. Wonder at how God gave both her and Elizabeth an understanding beyond themselves. You see, God brought them together, and together they see more clearly how they're part of a larger plan. In this encounter between Mary and Elizabeth, Elizabeth becomes perhaps the first witness to the good news the angel brought Mary. And both women are pregnant, and they're also pregnant with significance because between them, they carry the messenger and the message. Everything about this passage shows us that God is working salvation for us in Jesus. The meeting between these two women is about the confirmation of hope, the fulfillment of a promise. It's about the magnificent wonder of what God is doing. The wonder of a young mother. The wonder of God's faithfulness. It's also kind of a stop in the action in the story. It's a pause to celebrate the greatness and the faithfulness of God. The wonder of God's plan and the wonder of their personal experience. Now, like Mary and Elizabeth, let's take a pause in the action of the season to experience the wonder. Last week, Pastor Brian challenged us, didn't he? Do you remember that? He invited us to get a paper calendar and to engage in two practices for the next 21 days. The first practice is to listen. Spend three to five minutes each morning listening to God and say, God, I usually do all the talking, but right now I'm going to listen. And then do it. Listen. Listen to the words and the impressions that God gives you. And after that three to five minutes, summarize what God has told you into one word and write it down on your calendar. The second practice is to, throughout the day, every day, be on the lookout for what God is doing. At the end of the day, reflect on the ways that God has been acting in your life. Talk with your family or friends or your accountability partner. Reflect on the day and summarize that too. What did God do in your life that day? Where did you see God at work? And then write that on your calendar. We're doing this for 21 days. And if you haven't started yet, or if you're hearing this for the first time, that's okay. Start today. And at the end of these 21 days, I believe that you'll see that God is oh so close. So very much closer than you realize. And we will come to recognize the wonder That God is right here, right now. God is right here among us. You know, we can let ourselves be distracted by all the noise around us. 
If we're not careful, we can let ourselves be distracted by all of the doing, even in this very special season. And we can find ourselves wondering if God is really there. Or or we can pause and listen to God and look for God and reflect on what God is doing. And God is doing things all the time, right here, right now. And when we pause to notice it, our wondering changes to wonder. In Mary's time, people were wondering when God would act and change the world and end their darkness by bringing forth great light. And then their wondering changed to wonder, the wonder of these two mothers, one young, poor, and unwed, the other far beyond the age to conceive. They shared their astonishment and their joy and their wonder, and they each prophesied to what God has done and is doing. Mary's song invites us beyond our worldly expectations and our bored, lazy imaginations. Mary is amazed, and she invites us to be amazed with her. Mary proclaims the reality and the promise and the wonder, the wonder that God has come, the wonder that God does indeed come to ordinary people, the wonder that God came to her, the most unlikely of people living in the most unlikely place. The wonder is there for us, too. The wonder that God is in our midst, right here, right now. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God In the face of Jesus Christ. That is the wonder. The Christmas miracle that we remember, that we celebrate, that we stop to contemplate. To let the wonder of what God has done wash over us. The wonder of Mary, the mother of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, the Messiah. The wonder of God who humbled himself to be born as the baby of a peasant teenager in order to reconcile the world to himself. This passage, Mary's song, it's personal and it's eternal. It's about her, yes, and it's about all of us. It's about the wonder of what God is doing in and through and for the world. And it's about the wonder of what God is doing in each of us, in you and in me. God is right here. In the midst of this busy season, look and listen and be filled with wonder and amazement at what God is doing to change the world. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, we do love you, Lord. We are filled with the wonder of this world that you've made and the Savior that you have sent for us. God, help us to see you everywhere. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to understand how the wonder of what you have done is changing the world. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.